from the from the head downwards, tell us what you got. Broken nose, uh, both elbows broken, broken ribs, uh, then broken hip, both broken femur, right tip and fib, and then multiple breaks in my feet. Yes. And I've got thousands of microfractures in my spine all the time. Hey, how you doing, guys? Uh, guess what? It's the Mixed Martial Arts Podcast. And you're listening to Mick Tully. We're at the uh, Martial Arts Warriors Assemble Awards, and I'm with the one and only Mr. Robbie Hurst. How you doing, Robbie? Hi there, guys. I'm all right. Thank you. Uh, and we're grabbing this in between awards and stuff, so it might be a bit shorter than usual, but this guy is uh, un- just an inspiration, and what we'll do is we're just going to get started straight away. What is it that you train at first? Uh, training Taekwondo. That's my Taek- base. Yeah. The kicking art. That's it. And that's what. <laughs> right, now, you're a little bit different to most martial artists I've met. Can you just give us a little bit of background on why? Well, I've got a genetic condition called osteogenesis imperfecta, also known as brittle bones. So over the years, I've had 84 broken bones. 84 broken bones at the age of 18. Yeah, that's it. Right, and when was the first broken bone then? First broken bone was at three weeks old when my dad sat me up to burp as a baby and pop went my femur. Your dad broke your leg while he was getting you to burp? Yeah, that's it. So what was it like, uh, you know, uh, early on in life then? It was hard because obviously you don't kind of know what's going on, but over the years you get to kind of understand it all and just get on with it as best you can, really. Right, and did you have any limitations in doing sport as a kid at school? only thing my parents said was no full contact sports. That's why Taekwondo was brilliant for me because being semi-contact sparring is perfect. Yeah, um, now I'm going to have to go straight in on this one. Do you do the taekwondo that does the destructions as well as the patterns and the sparring? Yes, so we do everything. Uh, now, I'm going to ask a very, very silly question here. Um, how do you do the destructions? For me, it's just think of the moves and techniques that would be most suited. So not all these flashy destructions, but more the basic, maybe your front snap kick or anything like that. So keep it simple and safe. And what grade are you now? I am second degree black belt currently, but in six months' time, in, I intend to take my third degree. Wow. Now, that is impressive. Guys at home who are listening to this, you know, when you start talking about having a, like, I don't know, broken nail, <laughs> right? It. Yeah. Oh, I've got a bit of man flu. Oh, the wife's moaning at me. You don't want to go training. What's the worst, um, yeah, what, what, what's the worst shape you've ever been in where you've still gone training? Well, it was actually March 2008. I was eight years old and I was running out of school, fell over and broke my femur. So dad came running up to help me. And the first thing I said was, tell Master Open and Miss Dimery that I'm not going to be at class tonight. And uh, 10 days later, I was out of hospital, out of theatre and straight back in class doing all the arm movements because I couldn't do anything with my legs. Wow. That is amazing, man. And have you had many breaks like through the training or is it all just general day-to-day life? Most of them are day-to-day. Actual training-wise, I've only had two major breaks. The other ones have just been someone's accidentally landed on my foot or something like that so that 
but only two major breaks. And if you don't mind, we just uh, as I'm, I'm fascinated. Yeah, how painful is the break? Or do you, do you, can you get used to like breaking bones? The pain's just the same as anyone else, but my pain threshold's much higher. So I will just kind of get on with it. Like I've been in class before. Someone's elbowed my arm rather than pad. I put the pad down, walked into the office, phoned my dad to come take me home and off to hospital. So you can't fall on the floor crying about it when you're up to number 84. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At what point... Yeah, pardon my French for saying this, but do you reckon you'll get pissed off by the time you've broken 100? Probably. (laughs) That'll be the tipping point, probably. That'll be the tipping point. Uh, You know, I'm just blown away, to tell you the truth. I am, I'm... Yeah. I, I I find inspiration all over the place, but just speaking to you now, it's, it just freaks me out. And what, if we just, we're gonna dial it back a little bit. How did you get in, why did you pick martial arts though? Because it's not exactly the sort of thing a guy with brittle bones should be doing, right? No, well, back about 30 years ago, my dad used to do kickboxing, he got to brown belt, so he's always enjoyed the martial arts, but he also went to school with my instructor, so they, been in contact and then I went to go watch and I thought I could become a Power Ranger one day so oh. that was my main inspiration for starting the martial arts. I tell you something the Power Rangers uh, I've got a really really dear friend of mine uh, he's going to be quite upset when I mention his name Liam Richards uh, <laughs> like Liam Richards Liam was like he was the guy who was on Britain's Got Talent you yes two, I remember you, you that. Know, yeah uh, and when I asked him, why'd you get into it? And it was the same thing. He wanted to be the Blue Ranger. It was bizarre. It was bizarre. And so you wanted to be a Power Ranger. That was it. That was my original process to start in martial arts. Wow. Uh, so wh- where, do you, where do you see martial arts taking you now then? One day I want to have my own school, hopefully, and kind of pass my knowledge on to the next martial art generation. Yeah? Yeah, I'm already teaching about five hours a week in my current school. Wow. So. Unbelievable. Outside of martial arts, what are you interested in? Um, well, because of the brittle bones and because of the martial arts, I've taken up sports science at college, so I want to take that on to possibly physiotherapy or something right. like that. Because so, what, what can you do to work around this? There's not much, but I do have treatment at the hospital and it's kind of just get on with it and be careful, really. Yeah, well, you know, we, we were talking earlier, before, obviously, before we got the podcast going, and uh, have you ever seen the movie Unbreakable? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Glass, right? That's it. And it, it's just, I yeah. As I said, I know I'm, I'm banging on about this, but has there ever been just a temptation just to wrap yourself up in a duvet and go, do you know what? I just don't need the pain. Multiple times you've feel like that, but you've got to make laugh and joke of it. And actually, Mr. Kevin Mills. In uh, Ken, legend, Ken Pokerati, he uh, broke my elbow. So the next time I saw him, I went up to him with bubble wrap around my arms. Did you? Yeah. Oh, Kevin, I'll tell you something. He's, I'll tell you what, he's a legitimate dude. Yes. He is a, he's a legitimate badass. Y- yeah, I just, I'm just, as, a, as we're talking now, I'm just trying to think, I'm thinking about this. I'm like, I don't know. Me, I don't, I don't know if I, I'd stay with martial arts, you know. Me personally, I'm not on about you, I'm yeah. on about me as a person. I'd be looking at I'd be looking at something else. I'd just be like, I don't know if I can handle this. Yeah, most people think like that, but once you've been doing something 
for 13 years, you kind of you just don't want to stop. You want to keep pushing yourself. That's it. That's it. Do you do you ever do you ever feel the need? You know, if you're teaching and say maybe in a kids' class and you know the whole I'm tired, my legs hurt, and all of that. And do you ever just feel like just turn around and say, listen, I'll show you what real pain's all about. Do you ever have that? Um. Sometimes I have, but I think the kids also draw inspiration from me seeing me at the front of the class with a cast on my leg, still stood there teaching them. It's kind of, they see that you can do it, whatever the situation. Now, I have like, literally a, part, a bit from arthritis and deaf in one ear and just being overweight and being bald and old nowadays. I don't really have any disabilities. But, you know, when somebody shakes your hand really, really, really tightly? Yeah. For you... You know, I'm not saying you know that you are Mr. Glass, but do you ever feel the need to just go, listen, man, what are you doing? Do you get that? Sometimes meeting new people when they have no idea what's going on, but most of the time it's been okay so far. Really? Well, do you know what? Next time it happens, make their chin into a brittle chin. That's I, I had a guy just yesterday shake my hand, and I was like, I need to use that hand again. So... We talked about the shaking of the hands, right? Yeah. What about if someone tries to hug you too much? Because a lot of people in martial arts like to give you too much of a hug now. Yeah, which is nice. Yeah. But maybe not so uh, practical for you, right? No, it can be a bit of an art, especially when you've got a maybe a broken rib or something and those ones can't be casted and plastered up. But it's kind of just giving people a little hint in the right direction. <laughs> kind of, yeah, yeah. As yeah, and when needed. Yeah, just watch me. Uh, so what what would you say is the worst, most painful break then? I think it would be taking it back to 2008 again when I broke my femur because it snapped, it twisted and it slid. So I had to be in hospital for two weeks, up in traction, having my leg held in place to have two rods put down the centre of the bone. Well, my sister, she fell down three steps literally but she had a spiral fracture yeah and apparently from what she from what the doctor said there because at one point they were going to amputate her foot because they said that it would be there would be more mobility with a prosthetic foot than with trying to rebuild the bot the, the like cause it wasn't her ankle it was actually the bottom yeah of her leg so that would be the femur, right? The bottom? Uh, no, the femur's, no, femur's the big one, right? Yeah, femur's the big one. And it's the, the tip and the fib, isn't That's it? That's it. They've right. done, broken no. them as well. <laughs> On both legs? Uh, just the right at the moment. <laughs> uh, left leg, is that intact? Again, broken the left femur, but left tib and fib at the moment have been all good. <laughs> yeah, I'll I tell you what, I feel like, you know the, you know the um, Lethal Weapon movie where Mel Gibson's showing off, right? Because I've got broken fingers, broken nose, um brain damage so that's yeah. why i'm deaf so i'm gonna see if you can we're gonna play injury top trumps right <laughs> and i think that you might have a better hand <laughs> i don't know it looks broken <laughs> <laughs> i'll tell you what god i'm here all week try the veil uh no i think you've got a better hand than me yeah so from the from the head downwards tell us what you got so what well, broken broken yeah so started broken nose uh both elbows broken broken ribs uh then broken hip, both broken femur, right tip and fib, and then multiple breaks in my feet. I think that's... Wow. And I've got thousands of microfractures in my spine all the time. Jeez, that, that, that's one thing I was going to say. So how, how will that affect your mobility later on in life? 
it can, especially with getting much older with osteoporosis coming in as well, then things can get much worse. But um, mobility from like my gran, who's also got the condition, she seems to be okay, but she's broken her hip recently, and obviously it's been much worse than. How her. old is she? She is seventy-two now. Yeah, you see, that's a big, that's a that's a big, big break at that age. Wow, jeez, you beat me. Which bones have you broken the most? Oh, okay. So, majority of the breaks that I've had have been added up from hands and feet. So. They can be as simple as just walking down the road and my foot will just go snap. I've had that in the middle of teaching a class. It was in the summer, out on the school field, just walking along with the five to seven-year-olds. And the next thing I know, I'm stumbling because I've broken my foot and then that caused an operation to have pins put in. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, they. I had a long period of time where it was have a broken foot, come out of cast, a couple of weeks later... It'd be broken again. Wow. Breaks are like buses, man. You wait for ages and then three all arrive at once. That's it, definitely. Damn. Well, I was going to say actually earlier, when when you when you were telling when you were telling me about the brittle brittle bones and then also the indomitable spirit, which you obviously do have, I'll, I'll yes. give you that, right? Uh I, I earlier I was thinking to myself. This guy would be a perfect candidate for the super soldier serum that we're now developing to fight Korea. No, not not Korea. Sorry, Koreans, if you think. No, but the the old Captain America, right? But now when you mention it about all the metal that's going in there, uh, you ever felt, you know, just say, throw a coating of adam- adamantium on there as well for me? Oh, turn me, turn me into the Wolverine. Injuries. Wolverine would be great just to be able to self-repair instantly yeah yeah the regeneration powers are pretty good got it yeah yeah i'm handing you over to Ant. so um like mick, mick knows this because i've trained with him a lot and uh and training with someone a lot doesn't necessarily mean you get very good but like i i have this general thing about you know i'm too good looking to fight and whenever we've done spying or whatever you know i really just don't like getting hit um but at the end of the day, like, I know that I can, you know, maybe a bit of an ache, but I'll walk away with it. And I, I just don't think that I would be able to, you know, if, if I knew that I was going to, you know, there's a high chance I was going to break something, I, I wouldn't do it. Like, for example, I, I will not do, I was invited to do that cheese roll, you know, where they chase the cheese yes. down. Lots of people ch- ch- break things there. Didn't want to do it because I was like, that's just stupid. And so if I had your condition... Like I would not do martial arts. <laughs> so you, yeah. must, you, mu- you must go into this when you go, whether you're teaching or you're training in, and going, like somewhere in the back of your mind, there's a percentage, a high percentage chance that I'm going to break something today. Yeah, every training session you kind of got that thought at the back of your head. But it's a funny thing, like sparring is one of my favourite things to do. It's just put your kit on, have a good scrap. That it might have the highest risk but it's the best fun for me it's like wow i don't mind that risk it's you just get on with it obviously like uh, uh, martial arts there's a lot of punches and blows to the head and and your head is made of your skull and your skull is a bone yeah yeah so like is is the have you ever fractured that is the uh, from the neck up apart from my nose i've not actually had any fractures that I've known of, let's say that, because not every 
break I get checked out nowadays, it's kind of, yeah, I think that's broke. Just, Just deal with it. Off. Wow, wow. Oh, to have a laissez-faire attitude to injuries. <laughs> Jesus, I'm walking around right now. I got knee barred by, uh, if you're listening, Rich Edwards, you're on my hit list. When I say walking around, I'm hopping around. But I'm, <laughs> and I'm literally like, and every little injury now, even my fingers, they're all broken, obviously, from training. But they kill. Yeah. All the time. And it, it, do you have like a, is there an ongoing pain thing going with you or? Every now and again, you get reoccurring pains and injuries. That I've broken both elbows and one day I'll have my elbow bent. I'll go and reach out to grab something and then my elbow's locked out and I can't bend it for the next 30 minutes to maybe two days. It just depends. Wow. So. Jesus, man. I'll tell you what. For everyone listening out there, you pussies need to fix right up because we're going to sign off. But before we sign off, what I'm going to do is I'm going to get this young man to give you a big kick up the ass speech. Something along the lines of don't sit back in the chair crying your eyes out. Take a quick picture of me and my uh, my great looking visage and just imagine be me for a day. Then go out and train. I'm, you know, I'm gonna. This is a first time ever. This is actually a first. I'm gonna let the guests say goodbye. Well, I'm saying bye now anyway. But I'm gonna let the guests say goodbye now, in your own inimitable style. Just the most inspirational, or mundane, or profound thing you ever want to say. Just say it now. Well, I'm gonna steal the typical quote of "No pain, no gain." You just got to get on with it. Thanks, you, guys. Oh, do you know what? I have to I have to jump in there. I'm hoping that you got that from Captain Freedom, right? From the running man. Yeah. Now we're talking. Now this kid's got some style, man. I'll tell you, Jesse the the Body Ventura came out of retirement for that. If you haven't seen The Running Man, shame on you. It's a great movie. Get a life. Anyway, congratulations on your award. Thank you very much. Keep on inspiring. And I'll tell you something, mate. You you really, really just uh, just chatting to you, man. It's been amazing. And I mean that. And I don't get inspired that often. (laughs) And that's the truth. Thank you, guys. Just want to say also a big thank you to my instructor, Richard Olpin, down at Ilioquan Black Belt Academy in Gloucestershire in Cam. But if you want to come on down, we're always there Monday, Tuesday and Thursday. Today's show was produced by the wizard himself, Ant McGinley. You can listen to all our interviews on MixedMartialArts.com. So... Through your training, right, you, you obviously you've got all the attributes where you learn the speed, the power, the balance and everything. This is just going to lead me into probably the lamest joke I've ever tried <laughs> on my own show. But has it ever helped you in like, you know, say, dancing? Not that I've got any dance talent at all, but it could be beneficial. Well, you see, the thing is, you're 50% there because you could be the world's greatest break dancer. <laughs> oh, boom, gosh. boom! I'll tell you what, that was a slow burner, right? But was that what you... I'm recording now. Oh, no! I'll tell you what, these martial artists, man, they'll, they'll laugh at any shit nowadays. Uh, do you know what? Thanks again, bro. You are... You, uh, that, that, was, uh, that was awesome. Wah! Hello, is that Mr. Liam Neeson? I don't know who you are. That's all right. My name's Ant, and I bet you can't guess what I want. And if you can't guess, you've got to tell me what you have. I don't know what you want, but what I do have 
are a very particular set of skills. Oh, so do I. Skills I've acquired over a very long career. Yes, me too. You see, I make podcasts like this one you're listening to right now. And that's why I'm calling. So say, if you ever fancied making one yourself, Mr. Neeson, you could find me on Instagram at Ant McGinley. I will look for you. Oh, good. I will find you. Well, if not, don't worry. You can always try Twitter. I'm there at Antman Loves You. And I will kill you. Right. Is uh, is now not a good time? Sh- shall I just call back later? Oh, I, th- I think he's gone. I'll put that one down as a maybe. <laughs>